millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Just Films and That with me, Josh Hallam. And me, Alice Oliver. This is the podcast where we talk about films that we think are underrated, underappreciated, or we just wanted to talk about them. We're also going to get stuck into some classic films that one of us maybe hasn't seen and maybe throw in some great guests along the way. So, Alice, we'll start, as ever, with a random question. What is the best form of egg? And I mean as an ingredient in itself, so not like a cake. Okay. All right. No, I mean, I wasn't, my head wasn't going there anyway. No, but some people would. I would. So, what's... (laughs) Meringue. Yeah, yeah. What's the best form of egg? Well, I mean, they're all brilliant, I think, and yeah. they all bring something different to the table. I mean... Yeah, egg and, are you an eggaholic? I, so I try to be vegan where possible. Yeah. But when I'm not, I do enjoy an egg. And I suppose if, say if I was going out and they were on the menu, I would pick poached because I never make poached for myself, obviously scrambled and fried and mm. boiled, all very easy, straightforward, poached, a little bit more technical. Uh, so I don't tend to brave a poached. So when I'm out, I like to treat myself to a nice poached. Poached But really, honestly, eggs are amazing, wonderful source of protein and uh, very versatile. So, yeah, good good for eggs. What about you? Um, I like a poached egg as well. Mm. Um, I know what you mean. They are quite tricky to make. They, it's not they're tricky to make. They're easy to cock up. Yes. Yeah, I suppose that's the... Because I find the it, whole yeah. white wine vinegar make a whirlpool thing works you ever done that one uh no so like a splash of white wine vinegar or one of the vinegars i think it's white wine vinegar and then in the pan as the water's simmering make a whirlpool so stir 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 really quickly so it's got like a little whirlpool and then tip the egg in and it kind of like um goes catches the sort egg around itself, itself wraps, it, wraps around itself into a lovely poached egg um, yes. but i wouldn't pick poached eggs although poached eggs on toast with hollandaise sauce is very nice and mm-hmm. um, i'd probably go omelette Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah so yeah. You know, it's kind of like scrambled, but I think it's it's better than scrambled. Yeah, omel- like, and omelets themselves phenomenal. Omelet. Yeah, cheese, peppers, tomatoes, yeah. spinach, mushrooms. So versatile. Oh, Frittata as well. Yeah, just a big omelet. Yeah, just a big load of egg. Do you like egg mayonnaise? Because I know that's no. quite divisive. Do you not? No, like egg so... mayonnaise can fuck off. Oh, really? Yeah, so like... do you like mayonnaise at all? Yeah, yeah. I don't mind mayonnaise, oh, do. like tuna mayonnaise or on a sandwich, but egg mayonnaise stinks. What and tuna mayo? 
doesn't. Not like egg mayonnaise. Egg mayonnaise is horrible. I don't mind a bit of egg mayonnaise. It reminds oh. me of my childhood. Oh. Oh. No, not at all. Not having that. Yeah, some people really do hate it because it's the egg on egg thing as well. Yeah, so much mm. egg. Egg-tastic. Double egg. Uh, it's a good egg example, though. No, very <laughs> good. Sake, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so this week's film is uh, The Way, Way Back, which is from 2013. Um, so spoilers if you've not seen it. I chose this one. Um, so to give you a little bit of background on the film, it's the story of Duncan. And it's kind of a coming-of-age story. Uh, set over the summer break. He's taken to his mum's boyfriend's beach house for the summer. He kind of feels isolated, struggles to get along with his family, particularly his mum's boyfriend and their friends. Kind of tries to find his way, ends up working at a local water park where he finds kind of friends and kinship and kindred spirits in the staff who work there. And it's kind of that coming of age, learning to grow as a person type tale. Um, And that's about all there is to it, really. So, had you seen this before, Alice? I hadn't seen it, and I actually hadn't heard of it. Hadn't even heard of no. it? No. So, what did you kind of think going in? Did you see the poster? Did you see any synopsis before you went in, or did you go in completely cold? I, I went in as cold as I could. Yeah. Obviously, I saw the like the thumbnail or whatever that popped yeah. up on uh, on old Amazon. Um, but no, like just really, really kind of clueless going in, which was obviously quite a nice way to do it because it's rare now. I think because obviously you kind of. Even films that people haven't seen, you've got bits of knowledge of. So it was nice to go in and watch something that I hadn't heard of and hadn't seen. So why did you pick this one? So I picked this because I feel it's, well, mainly, and you've pretty much just uh, proved me right there, I feel it's underseen. Mm-hmm. Like not a lot of people who I talk to about this film have um, have seen it or even heard of it. I really like the script. I think it's really well written. I think it's really relatable. I think it's a really like feel good comedy about kind of like finding your way and finding your voice. Um I've actually only seen it once myself and I just oh, remember really, really enjoying it. Um yeah. it gets a lot of comparisons with Little Miss Sunshine. Um even though it's it's pretty different really to Little Miss Sunshine. I think the only really real similarities are um it's got two of the same cast members in it. Oh, really? In Tony Collette. Have you seen Little Miss Sunshine? I haven't seen it, no. Seen... Oh, right. So Tony Collette and Steve Carell are in Little Miss Sunshine, where they actually mm-hmm. play brother and sister. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're in this as obviously partners. Mm-hmm. So I'm intrigued to know what you thought. What did you think? I certainly enjoyed it. I came away enjoying it. I thought it was written well. It was funny. It was moving. Got some great performances in there. The whole water park narrative is just so much fun. And it's great to just have a water park in a film for such a long period of time. thought that was really interesting. And do, you like, so, do you like a water park? So I, I used to. Like when I was younger, absolutely love it. The slides, the waves, all that stuff. But now... I would just be thinking about the germs, I think, all the time. Like, and watching it, I'm just like, oh my God, how much piss is in those pools? Like, have you seen the South Park episodes? Yeah, oh my God, uh, I just think of that. And it makes me feel sick to my stomach. But it didn't ruin it for me. I got to, you know, enjoy it for what it was. And those children all look very clean. Um, what, uh, so obviously the first thing that I noticed about this film was I thought the way it opened was just really, really brilliant. So you get such a sense of Duncan as a character and of Trent, I suppose. So he's sitting in the back, obviously a little more removed from the rest of the family who are in the car. And all you can see is Trent's eyes in the wing mirror. And he just he just starts being an absolute tool to him immediately, doesn't he? He's like, what would you give yourself out of 10? Or yeah, what would you asks, rate yourself or something? Yeah, he just asks him out of the blue, what would you, what would you be out of 10? And that, yeah. when I said it was 
semi-autobiographical. I believe one that of the writers, of Jim Rash, said that's a real conversation he had with his his mum's partner or his, or his stepdad where he just out of the blue said, like, what would you be out of 10? Yeah. Which, obviously, when you're a teenager, you're so self-conscious. Yeah, that's anyway. the, like That just... That sort of question would just absolutely melt your brain. Yeah, and unless you as the adult, unless your answer every time is going to be, well, you're a 10 out of 10 in my eyes, then don't ask. Don't ever ask that question. Yeah. So then obviously he says a six, and then Trent says he's a three, and you just see his little heart break into a million pieces, and it just sets up the whole film then. It's like, oh, this trip is going to be fucking awful for him. Here we've got douchebag stepdad here. And then the mum who's just kind of sitting there letting it happen sort of thing. So yeah, it did a real good job of setting it up nice and early. And it really maintained kind of the impact of that first scene throughout. And just brilliant juxtapositions between moments that were just so moving. Moments that were just like really awful. Like when we see Trent obviously cheating on uh, Duncan's mum, which is really horrible. And then everything that Duncan's going through. Yeah, but just really good. A really nice balance of a few different things going on, I that, think. That relationship between kind of a a teenage boy and his dad, well, not his dad, father figures, yeah. is kind of really key to the film, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. you've got his relationship with Steve Carell's character, Trent, who is it's, it's a bad relationship. And then he kind of finds a positive relationship with Owen, who's the manager of the water park, played mm-hmm. by Sam Rockwell. And that's where you get the two, like you say, juxtapositions between his relationships um, and that whole thing of him being a three, that keeps coming up. That's not like a throwaway line. The fact that he's putting him down so much is um, is is what is driving that negative and positive relationship. And I think that's the strength of the film. The, film, the strength of the film is in kind of two places, the performances of the supporting cast and the script. So I really like the way, like you say, it creates that world of the the, the staff at the water park and they're all just there to have a good time. And, the other side of it, which is his family members, his mum and his mum's partners, friends, all having a good time. Two sets of people, two sets of adults having a good time, mm-hmm. whereas where Duncan can have a really bad time with one and a really good time with another. And I think that the genius of the script is that it's really, um, what's the word, subtle. Mm-hmm. So like there are times when the way Steve Carell's character is written He's not necessarily being an asshole all the time. Some of the time, you think, is he just actually trying with this kid? And as the film goes on, I think their relationship deteriorates and you realize actually he is just a slime ball. Mm-hmm. He's just a horrible guy. So even at the beginning when he asks him that question, even though it's a completely emotionally ignorant question to ask a teenage boy, mm-hmm. what you think you are at a 10, there is an argument to say he might just be trying to build him up because he yeah. kind of says we're going to make you a eight or we're going to yeah. make you a ten like we're going to make you into a real man yeah like and this. some guys really are that clueless and there is other times when you know he, he says stuff to him about clearing the table showing the proper respect to his mum about like by telling her where he's gone mm-hmm. and there are, there are all things you do think yeah no he should you know clear his plate from the table and he and he mm-hmm. should tell his mum where he's going at night but as it goes on, you realise he's just a manipulative asshole, And just very controlling yeah. as well. Yeah. And then it all culminates when there's a big argument about kind of uh, Trent's, Trent's infidelities. And um, he basically, if his friend didn't get in the way, he would have hit Duncan. 
which is then that's that's the moment you're like, bam, okay, he's a prick. Yeah, yeah, trying to punch a what, punch a teen, 14, a fourteen year old boy yeah. when you're a fifty odd year old dude. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's, you suck, man. Yeah, so the cast are really strong. Mm-hmm. I mean, Steve Carell, the strength in his performance is is carried with the fact that he's incredibly likable usually mm-hmm. in in most of the films he does. I mean, it's, it's not the first time he's played a kind of antagonistic character. You know, even if you look back to like kind of Bruce Almighty and, and stuff like that. He is, you I know, forget he was the antagonist. Yeah, he's the that. kind of antagonistic character in that. There are, there, are, there yeah. are other films as well. But he does... It, it's, it's hard to almost... like He's so likable, it's hard to make him an arsehole. Mm. So, that, so he does give that really good performance where he is, like you say, subtly controlling the mum yeah, and the son. Yeah. And I think Toni Collette's brilliant in this as well. She's yeah. kind of... She's almost like the... <clears throat> emotional heart of the film that she spends a lot of the film kind of you don't know what she knows mm. and as it goes on you kind of realize that she does know he's he's being unfaithful to mm. her and is just trying to keep it all together for her for the holiday for her son and again as as the kind of harmony between them unravels you 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 that's when she really comes alive in in her performance you know you really believe that she's trying to keep it together and then she is, you know, you see her like crying and stuff. And, and I just think Tony Collette's like, it, she's one of the best actors working today. She's just, she's only now really after kind of things like Hereditary getting the credit she deserves, but she's been brilliant since Muriel's Wedding as far as I can see. I'm not really familiar with her at all, to be honest. Oh, really? I'm not even sure if I've, I mean, she looked familiar to me. But so she's I mean, she's, a, she's in a little bit of sunshine about a boy. She's in about a boy. She's no. in Hereditary. She's in... She did a film called Muriel's Wedding, which is like her breakthrough. It's like an Australian comedy. Okay. She's Australian. Okay. Um, there's loads of stuff she's been in. Yeah, she's, yeah. A, she's a fantastic... She did a film... No, no, sorry, not a film, a TV show. A couple of... Like, recently called Wanderlust. But I haven't seen it, but apparently she's very good in it. Yeah. Anyway, take my word for it. <laughs> Tony yeah, Collette yeah, no, is incredible. Hey, and listen, yeah, going off by a performance in that as well. And like you say, because it does feel like she is, you know, a bit more the heart of the film. Because with um, with Duncan, it is like, obviously everything that's happening to him sucks. But, you know, you're still going to grow up. You're still going to have a life. You're still going to get to do whatever. Whereas for her, it's like, this is her last shot. She doesn't want to mm. keep having to date new guys at her age while she's yeah. trying to look after her son. Uh, so you just really feel for it, and then it just makes the ending really wonderfully satisfying. Oh, it's brilliant. Such a simple, simple thing, where she just comes away from the front of the car and then goes and sits in the back with Duncan, yeah. and that's it. They but don't... it was so it was it that was really satisfying. I thought, yeah, yeah. They don't get out the car. She There's no big fight or anything. She doesn't slap him. Yeah. She just gets out the passenger seat, turns her back on a slimy, horrible partner, yep. sits with her son, and they just smile, and it just ends. Yeah. It's, I just think it's, it's such a nice. really good, feel-good film. And it's funny as well. It is funny. It is funny. Oh, my goodness. Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Is, oh, isn't he just lovely? Uh, is, I love watching him so much. I mean, it, that guy has got charisma to burn. I could oh. do with some of that charisma. Oh, uh, I know. Wing it my way, Sam, because, man, he's got it to burn. So brilliant as Owen. And so he obviously brought a lot of the comedy. Um, just the one moment that really stood out for me was when, is it when all the kids are stuck in the slide and he comes out to the queue and he's like, all right, listen, I'm holding out for a hero. 
What does he say? No, well, he, he goes, just does the lyrics to that yeah, song, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, he's just like, I need a hero. I'm holding out for a hero till the end of the night. It's got to be strong. It's got to be fast. It's got to be fresh from the fight. And I feel like <laughs> it's such an obvious joke, but it really made me laugh. Is that, it's proper. So in it, it's really, it's like dad jokes. Yeah. So like there's a bit where like he goes up to Duncan and who's, who's just sitting there and under the shade of like an umbrella in jeans and a t-shirt and he's like, I'm going to ask you to ask you to leave because you're having too much fun. Like, you yeah. make, like everyone's feeling uncomfortable to around you. And it, but because he's so likable, you you kind of wait. I think with Owen, I think you you kind of wait for his backstory. You wait for like, oh, he must have been here his whole life, and he just hates mm. it. But he's joking to cover up his sadness, and it never comes. I definitely yeah. was on edge, thinking, oh shit, what's what's his thing gonna be? What's what is his bang? dark past? The moment, like, it was yeah. just like, oh, is he gonna start hitting these kids? Yeah. Like, is nope. he is he a massive gangster? <laughs> like, is it all just a front and all this? And it just never happens. No. He's like, oh, he's just, he's a just guy. literally any teenager's vision of what an ultra cool guy yeah. would be. The, yeah. the, an absolute teenager's dream, like someone who's gonna kind of look after you, but like you do what you want, but then maybe <laughs> give you a beer and cool hey, dad. come ride the slides. Yeah. You know, he's just a guy that likes working at a water park. He does live there that, as well, though, doesn't he? lives at a water park. He's basically, <laughs> he's essentially a giant child. Yes, yeah, definitely. So, but he is great. He is really good in it. And, and uh, Maya Rudolph with him as well. Yeah. She's brilliant. I love yeah. watching her She's as well. brilliant. Because she, again, she obviously cut her teeth in, like, comedy, didn't she? And yeah. he likes her Saturday Night Live and stuff like that. But in this, she's kind of the worn out, assistant manager of the park and, and they, they've kind and of they've got a bit of chemistry yeah it's like they've got some sort of intimacy where obviously something has happened and then maybe something is going to happen as well and it's like she's just almost like the sort of fed up wife or it's yeah. just like i'm trying i'm trying to make this work and i can't make it work anymore and she's not angry or anything she's just tired fed up. and yeah. fed up yeah she's also clearly um heavily pregnant in one scene did you notice no there's a scene really? where yeah, they have a little that. party because one of the characters is um is leaving, is leaving. Is that, Lewis um, Jim Rash yeah so he's Jim Rash yeah. and then the two writers are both play staff at the water park mm. Jim Rash plays Lewis who is like the guy who who's always leaving mm. now I've I've never worked in a water park but I've worked in places where like I worked in a, a leisure centre for ages when I was like eighteen you know like summer job type of thing mm. and there was a uh, there was a guy there and he was always gonna go and do the thing yeah and yeah. like he never did the thing yeah but. He's still there and he yeah, plays I'm that character. Next week, next yeah. week, I'll be gone. You'll Go miss on. me. This will be my last Christmas do. <laughs> like, this, yeah, honestly, course, this Secret Santa, this, yeah, this bank holiday yeah. night out. This will be, it's always, <laughs> this payday, this payday. Yeah, let's really celebrate today, guys, because this is the final yeah. one. Like, nah. Yeah, it's, it, it, he plays that guy and then the other writer is the kind of Sam Rockwell's friend. Mm -hmm. You know, the one who sits at the top of the slide. Yeah, yeah. Who kind of goes, hold, hold, hold. Well, yeah. Which we'll so kind of come on to. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the script is brilliant and it really makes all... We, I think every character that's meant to be likable is so likable. Mm -hmm. And every character that isn't, you hate. And there are some kind of ambiguous characters who you don't see a lot of, like your likes of um, uh, Rob Cordy, the bald guy who's like Steve Carell's friend. Yes. And his partner who's yeah, the one who's having partner, the affair with yeah. Steve Carell. There's loads of... It's, it's one of these who's got really great support and cast. Like some of those mm -hmm. people that carry films on their own mm -hmm. and they get 10 minutes of screen time in this. Alice and Janney's in this. Yeah, yeah. Another, she's, another... I, I, li I liked her in it. I thought she was just like, you know, 
just really portrayed that kind of quite sad, older, drunk, Booze just hound, kind of too like, over yeah. the top. It's like, oh, where did you bring this guy from? Like, oh, that sort yeah. of thing. No one does that character like Alison Janney. Yes, yeah, We've talked about Away We Go in previous episodes. She's she's very similar in this, and I don't care because she's just brilliant at it. Yeah, yeah. She's absolutely brilliant at it. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss well did you what, I mean what did you think of the script you said so you mentioned Jim Rash there and Nat Fax and who wrote it so do you like Community I love Community so yeah, really listeners love. may know Jim Rash is the Dean Dean mm-hmm. Dean Pelton Deany Dean Dean in, um, <laughs> in Community um, if you don't I'm not having a stroke because that's just something that happened oh, in the show yeah. but, so what do you think of the script because so the, those two also wrote a film before this, which got quite a lot of attention, called The Descendants, mm. not the Disney one. The, there's like a Disney franchise where like people got purple hair and stuff. So there's a there's a film with uh, George Clooney. Oh, so that it, was that and, one. I yeah, and think. that's and yeah. they wrote that as well. Is that funny as well? No, it's got funny moments in it. Yeah. It's a lot less of a comedy than this. It's mm-hmm. more of kind of. Uh, it's a lot more dramatic. Mm-hmm. It's really worth a watch. Yeah, um, but no, they wrote that I as well, and they've also they've, they've done a film with Will Ferrell, which came out earlier. One of the rare films that actually came out earlier in 2020. Mm. <laughs> oh, called Downhill, which is a remake of a French film, I think. But and I think they've got another one coming out. But I'm really interested to see what they do because I, I I like that they write they write really relatable comedy. Yeah. What yeah. did you think of the script? Yeah, like definitely 
um, sort of using very real human emotions and very real situations as well. Like we know that we know that things aren't great, and it really kind of goes into that, like with the parents and obviously all the drama there, which then in turn is very traumatic for the kids. Um, but I do like that sometimes you get these quite almost fan like fantasy moments. So when um, when Duncan's got the job at the water park and there's all these kids dancing and they've got like a boom box and stuff and they're yeah. like right you go over there and sort this out so he goes goes to try and take the cardboard away and they're like show us your moves and all this so he does some moves and everybody loves it and he's got hot girls dancing around him mm. and they what do they call it pop and lock and they're pop like and pop and lock pop and lock and then like people know who he is and all that is just like like it was very dreamlike, I thought. I was like, oh, is yeah. this going to turn out to all be a dream? And they've just been like in the car and he's fallen asleep and this is yeah. what he hoped would yeah. happen sort of thing. Um, so yeah, it was nice how they kind of, they brought sort of quite unrealistic moments like that into it. And I didn't find it like jarring or anything. It does, it toes the line between contrived and cheesy and relatable. Mm-hmm. And there are a few elements where it does slightly go over that line into a bit cheesy. That breakdance scene probably is one for me. But on the whole, it goes straight down the line, really relatable character, snappy dialogue, and I and I really like that. Mm-hmm. Did you relate to it at all? I mean, I know you've never been a, a teenage boy in a water park, but... I, I related to the the, the more um, motherly uh, figures. Yeah, I related oh, really? to the older ladies in the part in the in the film more than anything. Maya like, Rudolph, like drunk or drunk Alice and Janney. I was just like, yeah, that, I mean, <laughs> that could be me. Yeah, I was looking at her and I was like, if I don't get my shit together, that could be me in ten years' time. But I'll yeah. be the one who stands up, having just finished a very strong drink, and goes, "That's this is empty and that's just not right," and goes and gets another drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I really related to her. Um, in terms of like, obviously, the younger ones, we've got Duncan's uh, female. Uh, love interest uh, who we're introduced to in it was just very so she's on the beach isn't she and she's with all these other girls and they're all like oh my god did you see like Sarah Beth and they're like oh I hate her face and all this and then she's there on the beach like reading a book and she's away from them and it's just so like I'm not like the other girls and I thought that was a bit a bit flat Um, and she's Alice and Janney's daughter as well yeah of course so um, I know what you mean. It's like that thing. I think you, I think the impression's supposed to be that she kind of used to be like them, mm. and has grown out of it. And now she, you know, likes a bloody book. Yeah, like yeah. you know. But I don't. I usually don't really like the sort of portrayal of girls like that as being like either bad or evil or just like stupid or not ideal because obviously in this way I can relate to it but like young girls especially a lot of the time you're just saying what you think you're supposed to say like surprisingly teenage girls um, are quite self-conscious it's such a time of insecurity I mean male and anyone's life Mm. it's a um it's such a time of insecurity like you say it's almost like a survival of the fittest do what you yeah yeah do what you can to fit in and if all you've got to learn off is the way like society already treats women and the way that they gossip and tear them apart then it makes sense obviously that younger girls girls would follow that and think that that's the kind of thing they need to say to be popular yeah it's like oh i need to ridicule someone else's appearance because that's you know that might be what people are thinking about me or whatever so i never think obviously it's never their fault no one's that vapid on purpose they're usually a product of of their environment and their upbringing yeah so you related to the empty teenage girls and the alcoholic yeah i mean i guess that's me summed up definitely i've definitely got the kind of anxiety and self-conscious ways of a teenage girl but then also the raging alcoholism of a 40 year old divorcee 
we'll move on now to um, anything that we perhaps didn't like. Um, is there anything you didn't like? I mean, the, the main thing that stood out was uh, when, like you say, so it's so it's Jim Rash and Nat Faxon. Nat I think you said Faxon. I think. So I kept saying Nax Fatten in my head, and I was it's like Star Fatten? Wars character. <laughs> Nax Faxon standing by. <laughs> exactly. So Nat Faxon, and what is his character's name? R- Ronnie or Roddy? Yeah. So obviously he's at the top of the slide, and he's you know the the lifeguard the guy who says go yeah yeah yeah. and then you know he stops the young lads from going he's like hey watch this and then some young blonde female walks forward and the camera's like all on her ass and stuff and really showing her thighs and it's all like oh yeah oh no you can go oh no wait no it's out now oh no yeah you can and it's just a bit like it's a bit it is a it's a bit lechy isn't it and it's that thing it is you know he's at first when i first saw that scene for the second time, I thought, God, she's a bit young. Mm. But then actually when they go in the water, she is an adult. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a bit lechy, a bit pervy in it. They're basically saying, he's basically telling her not to go so they can stare at her ass yeah. for 30 seconds. And Which But I suppose, uh, to play devil's advocate, like teenage boys are horny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. and it, would, it wouldn't be a teen film without a bit of that. No. And if anything, that's incredibly mild yeah, compared, compared to, to some uh, of it. Porkies you, or it's like American if you think Pie about or... it. So I can certainly let it off in that regard. I appreciate it. It's just it's just a harmless bum, and it, <laughs> you know. But you just don't want you don't want ever for that to be the focus, and for then you know for young boys, especially like young Duncan, to think that a woman's value only lies in how pert her butt is. Mm, but he learns a lot of other very important lessons along the way. So he does. it's all right. How was the 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 film on the cheeseometer for you? We're talking about the cheeseometer. How cheesy was it? Too cheesy? Not cheesy enough? I listen. I do not mind a bit of cheese at yeah. all. The stinkier, the better. You can cheese it up as much as you want. So I, I mean, it was appropriately cheesy for me. Yeah, as I say, for me watching it again, there was times when it strayed that little bit, that kind of oh, just a little bit, was a little bit. The breakdown scene. Yeah, that. Anything bit, else? The, um. Not really. It's just that that bit was a bit like a bit contr- Everything else was so relatable. Maybe the party, like at the end, it just, you yeah. know, so it just so happens that everyone's drunk, but no one's too drunk that they're making a show of themselves. And yeah. it's like, you've got all these adults and you would, you know, you would think that maybe there would be some drugs being passed around or whatever, but there'd almost certainly be. I mean, I yeah. don't want to, I, I don't want to like. The guy stereo- lives stereo- in his water park. Yeah, I don't want to stereotype say. a character played by Sam Rockwell, <laughs> but like if he lived in a water park and lived that life, he's definitely going to be You'd imagine and partaking. But anyway. But, it was, um, but everything was fine and, you know, it was nice and there was no danger and stuff, which is obviously great. But Was there any part of the film where you kind of found your tension waning? Hmm. So for uh, me, I, I thought about an hour in. It's not a long hmm. film. It's like an hour 45, something yeah. like that. Maybe like an hour in, I think the kind of energy and the momentum of the film drops only slightly mm. not massive criticism i just remember thinking they need a beat like something needs to happen now i can't remember around when might be just before he catches steve carell cheating on his mum just but before he about, catches about an hour in i i just remember thinking well, my attention's gone a little bit here. yeah yeah um well i suppose it's just not a particularly fast paced film either no, like it's, it's not cut really fast or anything it's all just very it's all just very mellow even the way it's coloured is, it is, is very yeah. mellow yeah I didn't even notice that is it's very yeah. um yeah you really get that sense of like the kind of battered old water park 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's great. I do love that as a location choice. Absolutely. Like to have it as such a key part of the set and a yeah. part of the action. And then, you know, obviously going down the sides and all those kids get stuck in the middle. It's just good, like classic humor. Have you seen, do you watch Always Sunny? I love it's Always Sunny. So yeah, obviously, yeah. like they have their episode where they go to the world park. And yeah. I didn't realize, you know, how much kind of they must have taken from that because obviously the slide gag yeah. and that. Um, but yeah, oh yeah, that's a funny episode, though, isn't it? Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> the one where they go down the slide before it's been turned on. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it did do one thing in films, which is a slight pet peeve of mine, which is like when a character could just tell another character the truth, but they don't. There okay. is no reason. I couldn't see a reason in the film. I mean, again, I might just be trying to find stuff to give a balanced argument. But there's no reason I could see why he, doesn't, why he shouldn't tell his mum he's doing some time at the World Park. Like why, why doesn't he just go, I've got a part-time job at a water park? Yeah, no, that's right. a very good point. Because he's obviously, it can't have anything to, because my first thought then was, oh, maybe it's because, you know, they've made this huge fuss about having family time and everyone yeah. hanging out together. But he's away anyway, and no one's really no, 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 saying was, anything. Maybe it's supposed to show he's neglected, and they don't care they, well, they don't care. No, no yeah. one's really asked or whatever. But they, she does ask at one point, doesn't she? And he's just like, I was out just or kind whatever. kind of it off, yeah. But they don't, she doesn't really listen to him. Like at the beginning, she's not made out to be that great a mum. Obviously, she's got her own shit going she's on with it. at the start when with, her partner's yeah, asking him yeah. what you What do you think you'd be at a 10? A 10. Oh, your, uh, your maybe mum's a... partner, who was Steve Carell. If Steve Carell asked you. Steve Carell asked me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go like a sit on the 5.5, maybe. What, for looks and personality? Yeah, just like a 5. nice... 5.5. A nice, you know, average, and then maybe on a good day, a little bit more than average, <laughs> so that 0.5 extra. Why? What do you give yourself? Ten. A solid 10. Cool. You got, 10, you've got to back yourself. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, you're right. Alice, I believe there's somewhere you want to take us. Absolutely. Please follow me now, Josh, and listeners, as we go down the rabbit hole for this bit, we're going to call Alice Down the Rabbit Hole. So let's talk about one of the film's directors and writers, Jim Rash. So I got my first taste of Jim when he played Dean Pelton in Community. Jim started life in North Carolina with his adopted family. After he moved to LA, it reportedly took 10 years of writing and improv before anyone knew who he was. Teaming up with Nat Faxon, they wrote a pilot for a TV show called Adopted, a subject very close to Jim's heart in 2005, the series was supposed to centre on Lloyd Leaf, a happily married, well-adjusted, semi-successful young author who learns that a woman named Judy is his birth mother, and he never knew that he was adopted. The pilot was never read, and the series was never picked up, but as we know, things only got better from there, as Jim now boasts 111 credits on IMDb for acting, producing, writing, and directing. Jim is a proud gay man, but this wasn't always the case, as he chose to keep his sexuality to himself for most of his early life. It was during the filming of the way, way back that Jim started to feel like he could be honest about his sexuality. He says that though the project was one of the most stressful things he's done, it was also the most freeing and poignant and said that the moment he came out made him feel honest, free and happy. And that was Alice Down the Rabbit Hole. Ooh, there we go. Jim Rash. What an absolute legend. Oh yeah. Just so, so talented. So we'll move on now to the critical reception. Um, what do you think? How do you think it did? Hmm. Good? Uh bad I, I would imagine it did it certainly did well because the writing is there it is a well-written film did it I think. do way way good way way good way way bad way way pretty good i reckon way way fine way way just all right <laughs> i so if i was going to score it if thinking about 
maybe some of the other films we've looked at. I did enjoy it. I enjoyed the script. The cast was good. It looked lovely. I would maybe give it a high seven. Mm. And I would imagine that that's probably what it got. I would think high seven, maybe a creep into the eight, possibly. So on IMDb, it gets 7.4 okay. out of 10. Oh, on Rotten Tomatoes, rare for Rotten Tomatoes, but the critics and audience give it exactly the same percentage, which at the time of recording is 84%. Oh, very good. That's so suppose good. that evens out to about 8, 8 out of 10, maybe, something like that. Interesting, the disparity so, between the IMDb score and the others. What do we think? Is mm. that way, way accurate? <laughs> or... Way, way wrong. Let's think. Uh, 7.4. I think, I feel like that score is maybe a little bit stingy. A little bit low. Yeah, I feel so like So if we maybe, average it out to eight. I think about an eight. So maybe the 84. Well, what do you think? I assume you, wh- so what I would knew, you score it? I, I would score it about what Rotten Tomatoes gives it. Yeah. So I, I knew that it was fairly well received going into this. I think one of, one of the reasons I watched the film originally was I think I saw a trailer, maybe heard a review of it on the radio and thought, oh, that sounds good, and gave it a watch. So I think that's about right, the Rotten Tomatoes one. I agree, the, the IMDb score is a little little harsh. Mm. Um, but, the, I mean, the reason I picked it was because it's underseen. Mm-hmm. But I think it's probably a, around about right, when I, you say yeah, about 8 out of 10. I would say that's about appropriately rated. So in terms of its reception, it's appropriately rated, but I definitely picked it because it's underseen. Would you agree it is underseen? Yes, well, I mean, I've yeah, never seen I mean, or heard I mean, of it. My, so. my favourite piece of criticism of it was something like, hang on, I've not got, I'm paraphrasing, but I was looking at, like, did any critics have a problem with it? Mm-hmm. One of them was something like, water parks and infidelity don't go together. I mean... What? That's, that is clutching at straws. That's that, such I've a got weird... to think. I've got to think about something to say about this film. It's set in a water park. I mean, are you telling me no one's ever had an affair in a water park? That's like turning around to Forrest Gump and being like, I'm telling you now, boxes of chocolates and the Vietnam War like don't go together. That's just bollocks. Yeah, no, bizarre. Just really weird that that's where the line is uh, yeah, for him as well. Yeah. It's like, I I'm can sorry. take the infidelity or I can take the water yeah. parks, but both together One and you've lost other. me. One or the other, water park or infidelity, but don't mash both <laughs> into an hour and 45 minute film. How ridiculous. He just obviously doesn't have much of imagination. So I, yeah, I think it's about right in terms of rating, but the reason I picked it is I think it's underseen mm. and I would implore anyone who likes a nice little slice of life feel good comedy to go and seek it out what would you say oh yes certainly definitely not a waste of time so there we go another one that will add to the uh, ever-growing pile of underseen but appropriately rated films do go and check it out guys i think you i think you definitely like it um we'd like to know what you think of it though if you have seen it or if you do go and see it get in touch we're at films and that pod at gmail.com we're on twitter at films underscore that uh, Facebook and Instagram at Films and That Pod. Yeah, uh, get in touch if you've got a film you'd like us to do. Then give us your suggestions. Anything, just what do you think? Um, Alice, it's your turn to pick next week. What are we doing? We are going to be watching Legend from 2015, starring Tom Hardy. Sir Thomas Hardy playing both the Cray twins. Indeed. Have you seen it? Mm, well, well, you'll see. Okay, you well, keep you'll keep see. me in suspense. Does that automatically mean I have seen it? <laughs> So yeah, next week we'll be doing Legends. So if you haven't seen that, get in get it get it watched for next week and uh, we'll see what we both think. See why Alistair's picked it and why I was speaking with a ridiculous high voice. I can't wait to find that out. Um, it, well I might not have seen it. <laughs> um, so 
yeah, we'd like to hear from you. Please do get in touch. The address, uh, the email address is filmsandthatpod at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at films underscore that. And we're on Facebook and Instagram, filmsandthatpod. Get in touch. What do you think of the films we've done? Do you have any films you'd like us to do? Do you just want us to stop talking? Um, whatever <laughs> we will never it is, stop. <laughs> we will way, way not stop. So, uh, yeah. Alice, thank you very much for joining me, as ever. Thank you so much, Josh. Pleasure to be here. Uh, we'll see you next week. Cheerio. Bye. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage of the French Open begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.